Hey guys, Mike here for Hokey Hangover on behalf of the good folks over at Main Street Pharmacy. Former Downtown Blacksburg Business of the Year in 2019, Jeremy Counts and his staff at Main Street Pharmacy have you covered for all of your pharmaceutical needs. Medication, school supplies, you name it. Jeremy and his staff, family-owned business, they got you covered over at Main Street Pharmacy in Downtown Blacksburg. They've been a sponsor of our podcast since the beginning, going on five years now, and there's a reason why. They're extremely extremely reliable. They're good people. They're friends of ours, friends of the podcast. Head on over to Main Street Pharmacy, 301 South Main Street, downtown Blacksburg. Open Monday to Friday, 9 to 6, Saturday from 9 to noon. They're closed on Sundays. You can be reached at 540-605-7721. That's Main Street Pharmacy, 301 South Main Street in downtown Blacksburg. Hokie Hangover is proud to be sponsored by Homefield, the premium collegiate apparel brand in the United States. Based in Indianapolis, Homefield is committed to creating comfortable and officially licensed apparel featuring vintage college designs. Homefield puts in extra reps for each of the more than 150 colleges they highlight, discovering unique logos, mascots, and iconic moments to create the best look at your tailgate. Go to homefieldapparel.com and use the promo code BEAMERBALL to get 15% off your first order. Homefield makes online shopping so easy, even I can't screw it up. Again, use the promo code BEAMERBALL to get 15% off your first order and acquire blue chip apparel from Homefield, an official sponsor of Hokie Hangover. Hey guys, Mike here on behalf of our podcast partner, Vivid Seats. That's right. Hokie Hangover Podcast is partnering with Vivid Seats this football season to provide you with all of your ticketing needs. Hanging to a game at Lane Stadium this fall? Need tickets? Check out Vivid Seats. Going to another college football venue this fall? Use Vivid Seats. Checking out a concert venue even? Vivid Seats has you covered there as well. And they got a promo code just for you. That's right. Go to VividSeats.com. Use the promo code BEAMERBALL20 at checkout for $20 off your first order of $200 or more. Again, use the promo code BEAMERBALL20 at checkout for $20 off your first order of $200 or more. We can't thank Vivid Seats enough for their partnership this football season. Make sure to check them out. hangover it is lunchtime on thursday it's been a weird week uh ricky is recording from his office at work andrew is still in las vegas we've had a couple of weird weeks in terms of releasing episodes and stuff like that so apologies in advance hopefully you all still listen to this uh before the big huge gigantic uh louisville game on saturday that we will be uh so intently watching ricky yes um you're right. This has been kind of a weird week. Uh, and for anyone listening that I may work with, I'm doing this on my lunch break. So don't don't try and get me in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Not trying to get Ricky in trouble. So, yeah. So, sorry. Sorry. But, uh, no, this is a this is a critical week for Virginia Tech to try and determine uh, how we're going to judge this season. You know what? We talked a lot on the on the recap of the Syracuse game about how um 
Virginia Tech is really starting to show that proof of concept that we spent so much time referring to and that Andrew really kind of hearkened on at the beginning of the season. And we're starting to see that progress. We're starting to see this thing look like it might be working. And a loss on Saturday doesn't necessarily negate that. Um, a lot may depend on how this game plays out. Yep. What the final score ends up being. But regardless, Virginia Tech still has a chance to cap a successful season, regardless of what the win-loss result is in this game. Now, with that said, um, it's not very often that you get a chance to control your own destiny in the ACC with such a weak schedule coming up. Yeah. This is kind of a rare opportunity, right? Usually in these kinds of situations, you've got a really tough game looming on the schedule. Well, this is that tough game, right? Like after this, it really starts to lighten up in terms of strength of schedule. So incredibly rare and special opportunity for Brent Pry in year two. Yeah, in a position that coming out of September, I don't think any of us uh, collectively, right, even in the fan base, I mean, forget this podcast. N- none of us thought that this was even right. possible or on the in the realm of possibility. We were having conversations coming out of September about, you know, would Virginia Tech win three games? Now they're at four and looking like they're going to make a bowl game with the way that they're playing right now. So you mentioned, you know, the proof of concept idea, right, that Andrew's floated on this podcast so many times. And another one that I floated is checking the consistency box, which Virginia Tech has done against, you know, the weaker opponents on the schedule. And we had a conversation on the recap a couple of nights ago, Ricky, where, you know, we talked about how, you know, it, it's impressive that Virginia Tech has strung together wins in three out of the last four games, right? With with the one being the one loss being Florida State. It's impressive in their own right. They've been able to do that and kind of separate themselves from the the bottom of the conference. What's been even more impressive is how they've done it and the margin of victory, right, against those weaker opponents. This is one of those games on Saturday that's really going to tell us a lot, right? I think Virginia Tech has been checking the box of consistency against weaker competition in conference play, especially at home. But we haven't seen them kind of go on the road and do this yet, right? Virginia Tech still this year has not won a game on the road, right? They they went to... Rutgers and Marshall, they lost both of those games. They went to Florida State and lost that game. Uh, This is a really important game here for the Hokies, and they have a couple of conference games down the stretch there on the road as well, uh, in Chestnut Hill against Boston College and in Charlottesville against UVA. But this is by far the best opponent remaining on the schedule. Louisville is ranked 13th in the college football playoff rankings for a reason. Uh, They are a... Uh, a good team that has faced a weak schedule, but they're well coached. Jeff Brom has them well coached. They have a very good running back. They have a mediocre quarterback, but they have good pass catchers around him. This is a good offense. It's an even better defense. Tech is now a nine and a half point underdog. And more than anything on Saturday, Ricky, what I'm looking for is how's Virginia Tech going to stop the run, right? How's this defense going to look, you know, in stopping that run of, you know, with Jawar Jordan, who is, probably the second best back on Virginia Tech schedule this year behind Trey Benson at Florida State. Uh, This is a really good running back. He's been good all year. He's been real consistent. 
even when he's been banged up, he's come back and he, he's put together a couple of really strong performances. He's a good player. And Virginia Tech, I think, is really going to have an opportunity on Saturday to show just how much the running defense has improved. Is it just improved against, you know, bad competition with bad running back rooms? Or has it improved, you know, enough to stop a a top tier back, I would say, in, in Jawar Jordan? That's what I'm interested in watching on Saturday because I do think the rushing defense has improved, but I think this is a chance to show just how far, you know, the rushing defense has come and and maybe how far they still have to go, depending on how things how things occur on Saturday. Mike, you could make the argument that Jawar Jordan is better than Trey Benson. I mean, mm-hmm. he's having he scored more touchdowns this year. They're comparable in yardage. They're more reliant for sure on on Jawar Jordan at Louisville yeah. than Florida State is on on Trey Benson because of the quarterback play of of Jordan Travis, obviously. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, shockingly enough, Jawar Jordan went into the Duke game banged up and still ran for 163 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Which is- yeah. Is pretty nuts. Real uh, good. Averaged almost eight yards a, a carry. He's I- incredibly difficult to stop. Louisville has done a pretty good job blocking for him all season long, really. And they, uh, they've made the running game the backbone of this offense. Now, uh, Plummer's gotten a lot of criticism at quarterback, and, and de- deservedly so. But if you look at – he's actually – done a relatively good job of moving the ball down the field through the air when he's not turning it over. Yeah. Like he's averaging over nine yards an attempt. He's got 13 passing touchdowns this year. Um, it's just the turnovers have been an issue. Right. And that's, that's going to plague any quarterback, regardless of how good you are at throwing the football down the field. So you almost wonder if Virginia tech will be able to get another turnover in this game. That's something that we've seen them do a little bit in recent weeks where they've been able to turn, turn guys over. And it it makes such a huge difference, especially when you're going to be an underdog in this game. Um, I think that that's how Virginia tech wins. Uh, If they're going to do that on Saturday, they're going to have to win the turnover margin. Uh, They're probably going to have to avoid turnovers on offense period. I'm not sure they can get away with one. Not on the road. And, and I think they're going to have to to turn over Jack Plummer at least once. Uh, the, the the main question I have is for this Virginia Tech defense, because I, I think we can expect Jawar Jordan to get his. Mm-hmm. Just kind of hope that you can knock it, you know, the doors. Totally gash. For 200 yards. Totally gash, right? Jamari Thrash is a special receiver. Mm-hmm. He's extremely athletic, very quick. And he's had himself a hell of a season. We've seen the back end of Virginia Tech's defense a little inconsistent throughout the season. Sometimes they've been really, really sharp. Sometimes they haven't. Um, They had some injury issues at safety uh, in the Syracuse game. Jalen Stroman got thrown out. Uh, I'm assuming he's going to miss the first half of this game. So Jalen Jones most likely going to be inserted into the starting lineup. How does Virginia Tech handle Jamari Thrash, especially in the first half? Yeah. Um, this is a big game for Mansoor Delane, a big game for Dorian Strong. Those guys are going to have to step up. I mean, Thrash may not be a, uh, a Keon Coleman type receiver, but he's probably like a step below that. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a special. I remember watching him play earlier in the season 
And I was just shocked at how much of a difference he made on the field and how much faster he looked than, than opposing defenses. And he's done it really all season long. And he is the most reliable uh, option on this offense. And it's going to be a problem for, uh, for Virginia Tech really from start to finish. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And it's tough, right? Because, you know, they have so many good playmakers. Uh, Amari Huggins-Bruce, another good receiver. Uh, Virginia Tech was really in on him during his recruitment, and he's emerged as a good receiver for them as well. Uh, the running game, well-documented. Plummer, when he takes care of the football, spreads it around to all sorts of different receivers. This is a a good Louisville offense. Now, I think Virginia Tech's game plan going in naturally is you stop Jawar Jordan, right? You try to slow him down because I agree with you. He's going to get his. So don't get gassed on those 45, 50 plus guard runs that, you know, really played Virginia Tech the entire first half of the year. You know, don't get gassed on those and then try to get after the passer as best you can. You know, put Louisville in predictable passing downs with a quarterback who does have a propensity to turn the football over. Virginia Tech has done a really nice job getting after the passer the last couple of weeks. Obviously, with the seven sacks against Wake Forest and the eight against Syracuse, Virginia Tech now has 30 sacks on the season. That's tied for fourth in the country. It's really just been on the back of the last two weeks. They've, you know, accumulated half of their sacks on the season in the last two weeks. You know, I'm not asking for another seven or eight sack performance, although that would be phenomenal. I think Virginia Tech would be in a great spot if they did that again. But even if the pass rush is able to get home three, four, five times, which, again, a big ask, but a step below where the pass rush has been the last couple of weeks. You know, I, I think getting Plummer into predictable passing situations and really forcing him to put the ball in the air more than Jeff Brown is probably comfortable with him throwing the ball is Virginia Tech's best path here, right, uh, defensively. Because I think when you flip it over to the other side, Louisville does have a very, very good defense. And the key for the Hokies on offense is to establish the run Obviously, the outside zone run's been really, really good to Virginia Tech. It's opened up uh, the middle of the line of scrimmage for Kyron Drones in the running game, too. But I think what's most important on offense is obviously just keeping it into third and short, third and medium, rather than third and long. I think when Virginia Tech's gotten off schedule this year, especially on the road, on offense, they've been in a lot of third and long situations. It's really put them behind the eight ball and putting them in a really tough spot. You're going to face some of those on Saturday, right? Louisville had, does have a defense that's going to put you in those situations, but you want to try to limit those as much as possible. But the entire story in this game for me is, can Virginia Tech stop Louisville's offense? If the Hokies can slow this offense down, if they hold Louisville under 20 points here, which is a big ask, Rick, good skill position talent, all that, it's a big ask. But if you hold Louisville under 20 points, I think Virginia Tech has an excellent chance here of pulling off an upset. I would agree. Uh, Louisville has two really good corners. Uh, Quincy Riley and Jarvis Brownlee are uh, two of the highest-rated players on Louisville's defense for pro football focus. Um, and that's going to give Kyron Drones all sorts of issues moving the ball downfield. We saw in the Syracuse game that Drones wasn't as sharp with his throws and that his receivers struggled a bit to get open, uh, especially in that first half. And that forced Virginia Tech to rely more on the running game, which, as it turned out, was the best way to move the ball anyway against the Orange. And that's probably going to be a, a something similar in this game here. Louisville is, I think, a bit more susceptible on the ground 
but you're right. They're like 15th in the country in total defense. And uh, a lot of that is probably the schedule as, as we mentioned earlier on, but at a, at a certain some point you are what you are. Right. And Louisville's defensive um, defensive success is, is pretty well supported by the data. So uh, finding a way to establish the run is huge. That's what's allowed this Virginia tech offense to flourish over the last four or five weeks. They've been pretty efficient moving the ball on the ground. And Jerome's is at his best in play action. That's been the case uh, really since the Pittsburgh game. His play action numbers are excellent. And if you can establish the run game, that's going to open all of that up. Otherwise, you're going to force him into those passing downs and passing situations where Virginia Tech's offensive line has been a bit hit or miss in the past games. Yeah, totally agree with that. Um, the the point, too, about Louisville facing a softer schedule and you kind of are what you are, I think, is right on the money because, again, we are getting into the month of November. We have two-thirds of the season behind us. At some point, like, and Virginia Tech has seen this kind of on the opposite side of the spectrum where the Hokies struggled to move the ball early in the year against decent but not fantastic defenses, right? And then kind of flipped the script in October against similar competition and start blowing the doors off teams. Like at some point your schedule can be soft, but you are what you are. So I, I'm in total agreement with you there. We promise to keep this short. So I, I think the ground has been pretty well covered here in, in the short amount of time we've been allotted, Ricky. It's, you know, Virginia Tech needs to slow down Jawar Jordan as best they can. The loss of Jalen Stroman in the first half is critical, right? Can you get through the first half with Jalen Jones and safety? offensively, you know, third and manageable situations, red zone. We haven't talked about red zone yet, but like converting red zone trips into touchdowns, because I'm not sure how many red zone opportunities you're going to get in this game. Yeah. Which is something that, you know, we, we mentioned if we were going to nitpick the game against Syracuse last week, didn't always come in the red zone, but Virginia tech did settle for a handful of field goals in the first half that, you know, they really could stretch the game. It was 30 to three at halftime. So again, nitpicking, but yeah, that could have been a first half where Virginia Tech scored in the 40s last week if you convert even a couple of those field goals into touchdowns. So, oh, yeah, I mean, Virginia Tech could have ended up in the 50s uh, easily if they had converted just a couple of those. When Virginia Tech gets on the other side of the 50, they've got to continue to be aggressive um, and they've got to continue to execute. That was the issue in the Syracuse game where as soon as they got into field goal range, things started to stall out. That cannot happen in this game. Louisville is uh, too stout defensively. Like you mentioned, you're not going to get as many trips into the red zone as you did against Syracuse, at least most likely. And Louisville's offense is far more lethal than Syracuse's. Um, they've got way better weapons, and uh, Plummer is a far better passer than Garrett Schrader. So um, the only other thing that I, I wanted to mention about Louisville's offense is uh, they are a bit, at least in the passing game, they're a bit reliant on Jamari Thrash. So if you're yeah. able to take him out of the game, uh, you really take a lot of their offense away. Uh, Jack Plummer's got 143 completions, and 46 of them have gone to Jamari Thrash. Yeah. Right? So, like, the, the second leading receiver is Kevin Coleman, and he's at, only at 17 catches. So yeah. they... They target Jamari Thrash consistently. They force feed him a little bit. 
can you take advantage of that? Can you find a way to maybe turn one of those into an interception? And can you force Jack Plummer to be uncomfortable by making him go to his other guys? I think that that's, that's a, a potential um, opportunity for this Virginia Tech defense. Virginia Tech's got done a nice job in the last couple of weeks, um, really the last four games, Florida State notwithstanding, three out of the last four games. Done a pretty nice job of when they do rarely give up a big play. They haven't completely broken, right? They haven't completely fractured like we saw earlier in the year. You know, you give up a 25, 30-yard passing play, you get a stop, you get off the field. Uh, getting off the field on third down, something Virginia Tech's been very good at. Uh, Syracuse didn't convert one last week. Yeah. <laughs> something they've been very, very good at have that continue on the road defense tends to travel a bit better on the road than offenses obviously yeah you're going it, this is very this is going to be a very defensive dependent game in my mind even though louisville's defense is very good and, and could certainly limit the Hokies offensively this really boils down to can virginia tech end up stops and i think if they do this is going to be a game that the Hokies can can go in and surprise the people but it will not be easy certainly Let's rifle through our ACC picks. We'll just do it on the money lines. We're depressed for time. All right. So just pick the game straight up tonight, Thursday night, Wake Forest on the road at Duke. Duke's a six point favorite. I, I still don't know what the hell the Robbie Leonard is. So, so I, for what it's worth, Duke was a 12 and a half point favorite and it's now down to six. So Holy I'm guessing God. he may not be playing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is the thing, though. Wake Forest has, like, critical issues on offense. I know that Duke's got issues without Robbie Leonard, but, like, Wake Forest is critically bad, even with their guys healthy. So, uh, Duke at home. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Duke close. I don't – I just have no trust in Wake Forest. I think Duke at home with their defense, regardless of, you know, if Boleyn or Leonard's playing, seems like it might be Boleyn now. Now that I'm looking at the line, it was 12 and a half last night. So it could be a bit of a rock fight. Yeah, under game for sure. Uh, Friday night, BC, Syracuse, Syracuse, three-point favorite. Seems like the wrong team's favorite, but... No, Boston College. I'm going to go Syracuse because line doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Notre Dame at Clemson, nooner, Saturday in Death Valley. Irish are a three-point favorite. We've mentioned Clemson's on quit, on quit watch. Um, I'm going to take Notre Dame to win this one, and would not shock me if this one gets ugly in the second half. I am, I'm with you. I, I think Notre Dame wins the game. I think they cover a three point spread. I'm a little bit curious why the line is so small with the way the two teams have been trending. Notre Dame does not have a great offense. Clemson does have a good defense and Clemson still has all these athletes, right? So in any week it could click, but Will Shipley is in the concussion protocol. He may not play. I just too many variables here. So I like Notre Dame. North Carolina is playing Campbell. Uh, we'll skip that one. Unless you think Campbell's <laughs> going to pull off an upset. Georgia Tech uh, traveling to Charlottesville to take on Virginia. UVA, a two-point favorite. Speaking of weird lines. Give me the give me the yellow jackets. I am going to disagree and go with Virginia. Georgia Tech's been all they've been uh doing this whole like win-loss alternation thing. It's very weird. So this would be a week that they lose. But UVA is playing as a favorite on the CW, and a favorite has not won a game on the CW yet this year. So Maybe you're right, Rick. Maybe you're onto something. Florida State at Pitt, 21 and a half point favorite are the Seminoles. I'm all over Florida State here. Speaking of quit watch. Yeah. I... Until further notice, I'm going to hammer the Knolls, I guess. Yeah. So. With you. Just uh, seems like a lot of points. 
Yeah, it does seem like a lot of points. And this is a game that Pitt could just ugly up. Florida State's got Miami next week, so it could be a look-ahead spot, too, for the Seminoles. Uh, I, I'm not going to bet it, but Florida State, I think, is is the pick here. Miami at NC State Saturday night. Miami a five-and-a-half-point favorite. That is up from it's it opened at three-and-a-half or four. Now it's up to Miami five-and-a-half on the road. We're trusting Miami as a road favorite, a look-ahead spot. I don't know, man. NC State's offense is just not trustworthy. But I do think their defense is going to show up in this game. I'll take NC State to cover. Yeah. I, I don't know if NC State wins. But yeah. um, as as Dave Dorn said, they're not quite looking to bat- basketball season just yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I, I think Miami wins close. Uh, but I do like NC State plus to five and a half. That is a game at home. I'm I'm interested in betting. So for what it's worth. Finally, Virginia Tech Louisville, go back in time, three thirty on Saturday afternoon. Hokies now a nine and a half point underdog against the Cardinals. Rick, what is your final pick and prediction? First of all, it's a shame this isn't on ESPN or ABC. Um, this, yeah, this game is quite honestly, it's the most important game on the on the calendar in the in the conference. Yeah, it uh, is. Most important game this weekend. This is number two and number three in the conference right now in terms of standings. Yep. Uh, this is the best team Virginia Tech has played since Florida State. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the second best team they've played all year. Louisville is very stout defensively. I think they are, are pretty well coached. I'm not as down on Jack Plummer as some other folks, especially if he finds a way to take care of the football. Virginia Tech's red zone issues, I I think, are going to be a backbreaker in this game. I think Virginia Tech covers. I think they lose on the road. I'm going to go Louisville 28, Virginia Tech 20. Uh, the red zone thing is what comes to mind, and you kind of took the words right out of my mouth there. I am a little bit concerned about Virginia Tech in this game offensively scoring points when they need to, a la in the red zone, right? When you have those opportunities on the road, can you punch it in? I think if you do, you give yourself a great chance, right? If you don't, if you're settling for field goals, kind of like you did at points in the first half against Syracuse, I think it's going to be more of a problem against a good team. I am not 100% sold, and it seems ridiculous to say this because of what we saw Virginia Tech do against Syracuse's rushing attack. I am not 100% sold that all of the issues against the run are just magically fixed. This is the week to prove me wrong. Yeah, especially against this kind of back. This is against this kind of back, exactly. I, I do think Virginia Tech's rushing defense has improved. Like, let me be clear on that. I do think it has improved. I do think they've made really good strides, even against, you know, worse competition, right? For sure. I just don't know if it's all the way there yet, Rick. I think there's a run or two in this game where Jawar Jordan reminds you that he's the player that he is. Yeah. And it kind of reminds you that while Virginia Tech has improved, it still has a bit of a ways to go in stopping the run against tougher competition. Jack Plummer being at home, I think, helps. Um, he has played pretty well at home this year. I just think this is too much of an ask for Virginia Tech to go on the road and win. Uh, this game, I think, if if Tech takes care of the ball, I think they cover. If there's a turnover or two, I could see this kind of spiraling a little bit and maybe being a bit more disappointing than a lot of Virginia Tech fans would hope. I'm going to take Louisville 31-17 and actually take the Cardinals to cover. Uh Again, this opened to 12 and a half, nine and a half. I feel a lot better about taking Louisville. 
Uh, and again, it, it's less of an indictment about Virginia Tech. I do think the Hokies will hang tough here. I don't think this will be a game where they just kind of roll over and don't don't play well. I just think this is a tough spot on the road, a good opponent who's just a little bit further along than you are in terms of roster construction and depth. And I do think they're well coached. I, th- I think Pry and his staff have been doing a really good job coaching and, and getting this team improved. But I think he's kind of meeting an equal in terms of a guy who's going to have his team ready to play, right? And and I do think that that Brom's done a really nice job coaching this Louisville team up this year. So I'm going to take the Cardinals to win and cover here. Again, doesn't negate my out my thinking on the Hokies the rest of the year. I just think this is a little bit of a speed bump, real tough spot going on the road. And I think you're facing a, a better team than I think a lot of Hokies fans probably want to give it credit for. Open to being wrong. Open to being wrong. Let's see what happens Saturday. Uh, but definitely looking forward to watching it, and hopefully the Hokies put up a good fight here. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a kind of a critical game for Brom, too, in the yeah. sense that we thought he proved a lot with the win over Notre Dame, where they, I mean, they really trounced Notre Dame, uh, even though they only won by 13. Um, but the 13 to 10 win over NC State, I think, raised some questions. Uh, obviously, the loss to Pittsburgh which was just a blowout where Louisville gave that game away from start to finish. That raised a lot of questions, uh, but they had an impressive win against Duke last week, uh, shutting out the Blue Devils, even though Riley Leonard was uh, playing on one leg. Yep. So this is kind of a prove-it game for, for Louisville as well. I mean, they've got two, they've got two tough games to finish the year, Miami and Kentucky. Uh, but if Louisville wants to, you know, try and make their case as a dark horse playoff contender, if yeah. they're able to win the conference, yeah, they've got to run the table. They've got to look good doing it. So this is a, a critical game for Louisville as well. Yeah, with the one loss to Pittsburgh, especially like you got to to be a one loss ACC champion and have a shot at the playoff. You got to be blowing teams out and looking like one of the top four teams in the country. Which Syracuse has looked good, maybe maybe not quite that good. But I agree with you. This is really important, uh, important closing stretch for the Cardinals. Rick, appreciate it. We did it in just about a half hour. So that's all we can ask for recording at, at lunchtime on a Thursday. So appreciate it, buddy. We will talk next week. We'll be here to recap whatever happens on Saturday between Virginia Tech and Louisville back on a more normal schedule next week for sure. And uh, yeah, we'll talk then. As always, go Hokies. Mm-hmm.